Thanks for joining the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Coco, and I'm back with another series recap. Tonight's episode will cover Blood and Honey by Shelby Mahurin, which is the second book in the Serpent and Dove trilogy. So if you need a Serpent and Dove recap, check out my last episode. Um, We are going to pick up where that book left off, and I'm going to give a quick summary over what happened in Blood and Honey from what I remember. So this may not be completely inclusive, but it's the key things that I remember from the story. If you're interested in what my opinions of were the whole book, I would recommend you check out my Instagram. My handle is at the bookkeepers page. I covered this October 2020 with my friend Chi. We host a book club that's called Live with Coco and Chi, and we went live on IG, so you can visit my IGTV, and you can rewatch our whole rant shenanigans and our full discussion over the book. Um, you can check that out there. This is going to be more of just a spoilery recap. So if you haven't read Serpent and Dove, and Blood and Honey, beware, this episode is nothing but spoilers to get you ready for the third book, which is Gods and Monsters, which comes out on Tuesday, July 27th, 2021. Blood and Honey picks right back up where we left off at the end of Serpent and Dove. So Morgane had just tried to sacrifice Lou for the second second time. Reed performs an act of magic He did not know that he himself was a witch. He kills the archbishop and turn saves Lou's life. So Reed, Lou, Coco, Bo, Madame LaBelle, and Ansel all kind of band together in an escape. Now they are not only being hunted by Morgan and the witches, but they are also being hunted by King August, John Luke, and the other Chassers. So our group of bandits are in the Forest of Eyes, and they're trying to plan what are they going to do next. Not only did they just discover that Mel's could be witches, and that Reed is one, they discovered that Lou's father was the Archbishop, and that Lee Reed's mother is Madame LaBelle, and his father is King August. Coco has the bright idea that they need to seek refuge with her aunt, Josephine Mon Voisin. She is the queen of the blood witches, the Dame Rouges. They think that maybe teaming up with them, they can work together to try to take out Morgan, who is the problem. We learn while they're camping in the woods that Lou and Reed have a very weird relationship. He just killed her father, his mentor and father figure, to save her life. He has grown up hunting and hating witches, and now he's married to witch and is a witch himself. He is going through a lot of his own personal demons. Meanwhile, Lou was just sacrificed by her mom for a second time, so she has her own things happening. We get introduced to a new magical element of this world, which is Madagots, which are restless spirits that are drawn to lost souls. They're typically a bad omen. Um, And they start appearing and it's unclear whether they're attracted to Lou 
or read because they're obviously both troubled. Madagots appear in kind of a shadowed animal form. So we get a cat, which is named Absalon, a fox named Brigette, a rat named Charles. These kind of appear throughout the whole book. Um, And we later discover that these are in fact attached to Lou and not Reed. It's rare for a person to have one Madagot. It's extremely rare and unheard of for someone to have three, which just shows how troubled Lou really is. So Lou and Reed are trying to still be newlyweds, work on their relationship now that they're no longer hiding who they truly are, though it's just kind of complicated. So they're really overcompensating a lot with each other. So they're camping in the woods. Madame LaBelle's turned into the mother figure and has forbidden them to leave the protected circle. However, Lou and Reed really want some marital time together. So they with Lou's encouragement, sneak out and go to a spring and spend some time skinny dipping in the spring and spending time together, which is all beautiful until, until some chasseurs show up at the spring. So Lou quickly grabs Reed and they sink down to the bottom of the water and she uses her magic to help them breathe, keep their bodies warm. And she overextends her little herself a bit by enhancing her hearing so that she can hear what the guys are saying. Reed quickly starts to notice that Lou is losing control. He's starting to get colder and Lou eventually blacks out. She almost kills herself because she is being so reckless with her magic and just taking bigger risks than what's necessary. Meanwhile, Reed has to save the day, bring them both back up for air, attack and kill his brother's of clergymen, which he has a really hard time with, and he saves himself and Lou. But from this point forward, Reed is really swearing off magic. He does believe in his soul that magic is evil. He does not accept himself as a witch, and he does not accept Lou as a witch either. Knowing this, Lou decides that she needs to disguise herself. Um, She decides to turn her auburn hair a lighter color she decides not to use magic and this is kind of a more entertainment scene of the book where Bo helps her to try to dye her hair with natural means instead of using magic it turns out very terribly it's a very fun and cute scene but her hair starts to fall out she panics Madame LaBelle steps in and chastises her for not using magic but Lou's trying to be sensitive to read and his anti-magic policies at this point. So that's why she was trying to do things the natural way. What it turns out is that Madame LaBelle fixes it the best she can. And it turns out that Lou's hair is now stark white, which kind of creeps everybody in the group out because that is the same hair color of her mother, our villain, Morgane Lombok. So now Lou looks just like her mother. Which, again, is another ominous sign for Lou's future path. Meanwhile, as they're traipsing through the woods, trying to figure out how they are going to safely get to where the Blood Witch camp is at before they can start talking to Coco's aunt about protection, they start receiving cryptic notes written in riddle by Morgane. And they believe that Morgane's going to attack at the Archbishop's funeral in Cessary. And that becomes their new operating timeline of when they need to stop her. 
After this cryptic note, the group decides they need to figure out when this funeral is. So they decide to grab intel at the best place, which is obviously a bar. So they go to the nearest town and they visit a bar. Things don't really go as planned. Lou's disguise does not really do its job. There are wanted posters for our whole group of bandits at this point, and they are recognized by bounty hunters. Though Lou did meet a mysterious stranger in this bar, who in turn helps her as they are being attacked. But again, Lou uses her magic She actually uses it on Reed against his permission, where she kind of turns him into a puppet so that she can use his big bulky body to fight some of these guards. She ends up blowing up the bar, Reed gets burned, and this new stranger, who is Claude Devereaux, kind of helped her and her group escape. And so he's a bit of a skeptical new character. What does he mean to this whole plot? Claude is the leader of a traveling group called Troop de Fortune, and he knows who they are and he's willing to help them. He says, you would be more inconspicuous if you would travel with me as part of my troop. And we are traveling through this whole countryside. You can be fake performers and I can help you get to where you need to go. Our group doesn't have really many options at this point. They're being hunted on all sides. So they take Claude up on this offer. Some of the other members of the troop are Zena, Seraphin, Toulouse, and Theory. Theory is a telepath. He doesn't have a tongue because it was cut out by a previous enemy of him and his twin, Toulouse. Toulouse threatened to snitch on some old gangster type fellow, and they punished him by cutting out his twin's tongue. His twin then developed a telepathic skill. So we've discovered that Reed may not be the only Mel Witch hanging about. As our group gets closer and closer to the Blood Witch camp, Coco starts to send messages through the Madagots to her aunt, asking permission, basically, to bring Lou and to bring the group to her to discuss what to do next. Coco's aunt is not a fan of this, but she does finally relent to seeing Lou. However, she said under no circumstance is a Chasser witch hunter allowed in the camp. So we know that we are bound to separate and our group is going to split at least for a short time. In all honesty, it's probably best because Lou and Reed are really on rocky soil in their relationship and they could probably use a little space. They also realize that in order to defeat Morgan, they need more allies and that might even mean more than just the Blood Witches. So they divulge a plan that Reed, Beau, and Madame LaBelle will stay with Claude Devereaux and his troop and they will continue on to the werewolf territory and attempt to get Blaze, who is the alpha wolf, to join in their plan against Morgane. Meanwhile, Lou, Coco, and Ansel will travel to the Blood Witch camp to gain that alliance. When the group decides to split, we get to meet a new character, which is Nicolina Lee Claire, who is kind of like this wraith-like blood witch. She's very creepy. She's kind of the right hand to Coco's aunt. And she always speaks in rhymes and talks about eating hearts 
and she's ultra creepy, (laughs) but she is going to be our escort into the blood camp. We get to the blood camp and it's not as glorious as you would expect. These are not the strong allies our group was hoping for. We see that the blood witches, they are living in tents and it's extremely cold winter-like weather and they are very skinny and starved and they are not living their best life since they had been thrown out and separated from Lou's witch coven, the Dame Blanches. While we're in this camp, we do learn more about some of the unique magic for the Blood Witches. They have tear magic, which is extremely powerful. However, it's unpredictable and almost uncontrollable. So the Blood Witches are taught from very early ages not to cry because tear magic could be disastrous, even though it's super powerful. That was a new aspect of magic that we learned in this Blood and Honey book. We also learn that children are being targeted and we suspect it's by Morgaine. There is a boy in the Blood Witch camp named Eteen Gilly who is missing. So whenever Coco and Lou and Ansel show up to talk to Lavoisan about an alliance, she is busy. She is trying to find this missing boy and she does not want to agree to it. She is glad that Coco was back because Coco was like princess and it's time for her to step into her duties as the next lead of this coven. Lou strikes an agreement and says, if I can help you find this missing boy, would you consider allying with us to help take out Morgane? And then you and your whole coven can come back to the chateau and not have to live in the woods in these cold anymore. Lavozan says, you help us finding and we'll talk. So Lou begins to use her magic. She has a hard time. It's very tangled. And then she finally does locate the boy. However, when they find him, he is dead. They then proceed to have a funeral. And at the funeral, his little sister disappears. And Gabrielle. And we discover that Etain and Gabrielle are actually descendants of King August Lyon. And that Morgaine, since she failed the sacrifice that was to kill his whole line, has now decided to target and find them and murder his line one by one in defiance of Lou. At the point of the second child becoming missing, Lavoisan says she will join with Lou and Coco and Ansel against Morgaine. Meanwhile, Reed is traveling with a troop on the way to the werewolves. He's slowly getting to know his mother a little bit more. He's getting to know the troop members a little bit more and trying to come to peace with who he is. So Lou, Coco, and Ansel quickly rejoin the group and continue on the travels to the werewolves to create another alliance. Coco surprisingly gets a little bit of a love triangle with Bo and Ansel She's not sure who she truly has feelings for. There's a kiss with Ansel that goes terribly wrong. Um, In the midst of that, some bandits attack our group. And in the bandits, we meet Baz again. And if you remember from Serpent and Dove, he is Lou's ex-boyfriend who she was worried was going to snitch her out about being a witch. So she took his memories away. So while he is attacking the group, Lou cannot believe that he is trying to kill her and Coco as if he does not know them and they were tight friends. She quickly 
remembers almost a little too late that she erased his memories. And so she has to give his memories back to stop the attack. In the meantime, everyone is fighting, people get hurt, and Reed loses his very precious Balasarja, which is the magical knife that Chassers had given that protect them against witchcraft. He throws it and a magical tree simply absorbs it away. He never quite forgives Lou for this. He blames her though was it her fault? I don't know. Meanwhile, we continue towards the werewolves. We do learn a secret that Reed has been harboring from Lou, which is that he murdered Alpha Blaze's son previous years prior. So the Alpha Wolf will most likely not be willing to negotiate him, but he hopes to find a peace. Whenever we get there with the wolves, The whole group discovers the truth, and of course, as expected, there is revenge that needs to be taken care of in old business. Blaze tells Reed that he has a couple options. One is that Blaze kills everybody. Two is that Reed agrees to run and be hunted by Blaze, and Blaze will chase him down. And if Reed can get to the city border, he is safe. If he cannot, then Blaze will catch him and murder him and the debt will be settled. Obviously, Reed agrees to this because he doesn't want the whole group killed and they are surrounded by wolves at this point and don't really have an option. So as the chase begins, Lou and company hang out surrounded by wolves, which include other children of Blaze's named Liana and Terrence. And then John Luke shows back up. He's been hunting down with the other huntsmen and they are there as well. The huntsmen hunt not only witches, but wolves. So it's a very tense situation. John Luke takes the opportunity to brag a little bit that he is now dating Salee, which is Reed's ex-love interest, and he's become the new captain of the Chaucers. While this is happening, Lou begins to panic that Reed is going to die, and she loves Reed very, very much, and in typical reckless Lou fashion, she decides to become Dark Lou, and she digs into her magic, and she creates a winter wonderland. She freezes everything, including some of the wolves, specifically Terrence, and crumbles his body, and he is on the brink of death. She traps John Luke and the other chassers. She steals his Balasadra knife with the goal to give it back to Reed and replace his lost one. Well-meaning, but you can imagine how Reed takes this. While Reed is being hunted by Blaze, they hear a wolf cry out in pain. Blaze recognizes this as his second son, and the attack between Blaze and Reed comes to a stop. They both return back quickly. Reed knows that Lou has done something terrible because the ground around him that was not frozen is now frozen, and he obviously can see the panic in Blaze's eyes about his child. When they get there, Reed sees that Terrence is hurt and dying. Reed quickly goes to Lou, connects with her, brings her out of her trance, and begs her to undo the frozen world she has created. This point, everyone in the group starts to worry about Lou, that her magic is slipping, that she is becoming 
like Morgan and possibly could be a future problem if she doesn't get herself under control. She's losing more of her humanity the more she uses her magic and she doesn't think through her consequences. After Reed gets Lou out of her trance, he goes and he takes a blood and honey mixture that Coco had given him and uses that to save Terrence's life and help heal him. At this point, the blood debt between Blaze and Reed is settled. However, now Terrence and his sister, Liana, both feel a debt towards him. And so they agree to a lie, not all of the wolves, but at least them two wolves, to a lie with the group to go help take out Morgan in what they think will be an attack at the Archbishop's funeral in Cesarine. After our group sneaks into the city of Cesarine for the funeral, everybody gets separated a little bit, and Reed and Lou end up at this witchy shop that's named Madame Savage's Cabinet of Curiosities. Lou and Reed finally have a big fight that has been bullying through the entire novel and then they kind of split up at that point. They meet back up with the group but then they kind of go on their own next steps. Reed goes with his mother, mother Madame LaBelle and Beau. They discover a plan. They develop a plan where they are going to convince Beau's father who is King Augustus and also Reed's father, Madame LaBelle's ex-lover, they're going to go talk to him, have a chat, and explain to him that the problem is really Morgan, and that they, the king, should work with Lou, Reed, and company, and move forward. This conversation goes about as well as you'd expect it to, um, and the king throws them all in prison. Thankfully, Violet and Victoria, which are Beau's little twin sisters, come and help them escape. Madame LaBelle also sacrifices herself to stay behind. We do not know what her fate is at the ending of the book. The funeral comes to pass and Morgane does not attack. She does deliver another cryptic note, which Lou and company decipher. They determine that Morgane has kidnapped Salie again, which is Reed's ex-girlfriend and John Luke's current girlfriend, and is holding her hostage with plans to kill her and eat her heart. She is holding her in the tunnels underneath the city, and they make a plan to try to go rescue her. Coco performs a vision to see how the whole situation is going to come to light. And she has a ominous reading that foretells that someone Lou loves will die. Lou obviously assumes that this is going to be Reed. She panics hearing this fortune and decides to abandon the group and sneaks out to go rescue Salee herself. However, Ansel does see it happening and Ansel follows her very quickly, but they close the entrance to the tunnel that they are at and it is just Lou and Ansel that are in the tunnels and the rest of the group is left behind. Lou and Ansel do find Salie. She's being buried in a tomb with her decomposing sister, which is pretty dark. Meanwhile, Reed takes the group, which consists of the werewolves, Liana, Terrence, um, some troop members, Claude, Toulouse, Theory, and the Blood Witches. They go to a second entering of the tunnels, but it's at the cemetery. But as soon as they go into the tunnels, everyone starts to be plucked away and disappeared one by one, and we're not sure what's happening. 
everybody converges in this underground amphitheater type situation where Morgane has bodies of people floating above her head and it's very dark and creepy and she attacks. We soon discover that Claude's true identity is that he is the Wood Rose, which is the wild man of the forest, king of all flora and fauna, former lover of Morgane, and some may even call him a god. Morgane knows at that moment that when Claude is among them, she cannot win. So she does the only thing that she can do, which is create a huge distraction, and she murders Ansel. This breaks Coco's heart more than anyone's, and Coco begins to cry. And as we mentioned, being a blood witch, tears are extremely catastrophic and uncontrollable and full of magic. She begins to set all of the tunnels ablaze and burns them down. They barely escape. Liana, Terrence, Toulouse, and Theory are all still missing at the closing of the book. And as everyone is back and mourning what happened to Ansel and trying to think of what to do next, Le Voisin, Coco's aunt, and Nicolina pull Lou aside to have a private conversation. And we discover that they have been working with Morgan all along. They betray Lou and Nicolina possesses Lou's body. And that is the ending of Blood and Honey. Gods and Monsters again comes out July 27th. It is the final book in the Serpent and Dove trilogy. My book club that I do with Chi on Instagram is reading it, and we are going to be going live on Instagram August, Saturday, August 28th at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we will be discussing spoilers for Gods and Monsters and the whole series and what our final thoughts were in a full wrap-up. It'll be loads of fun, so hopefully you all can join us. Thanks for joining tonight's episode.